My name is Aryan, and the historical thinking concept I chose was continuity and change. So the first evidence I had was uh, at Tanstap, uh, 23 minutes and 21 seconds, where it talked about how the Medak pocket was affected after the battle. Uh, my name is Jasleen, and um, the reason why I think he chose continuity and change for his evidence is because there was a lot of turning points in the podcast that I explained, um, and because he said that um, the Medak pocket was if affected after the battle. It shows that um, when they were finding empty villages within the podcast and how Canadians and the, U- the UN found um, found the empty villages shows the turning point because um, how many Serbians were actually affected. And that shows that um, the things still don't aren't the same today since ethnic cleansing still takes place and a lot of cultures and ethnicities are targeted. Okay, my name is Sherry. Um, I think that he chose this evidence because in the podcast where the time he said, um, the guy, the podcaster said that um, the deck pocket was completely empty after the battle happened. And um, earlier in the podcast, he explains that there were a lot of villages that held a lot of like four to five hundred people living in each village. So the change, I guess, is that um, after the battle, like, um, the villages remained deserted and no one else went back there. Um, my name is Minecraft, and um, I think he chose that evidence because he referred to change. And um, they found out what happened to the village after the battle and um, how it changed the whole village around and no one lived there anymore when there used to be lives over there and how everything was burned to ground and destroyed. Stop being on your phone. Uh, hello, my name is Arif and um, Aryan chose continuity and change and like, I think so he mentioned um, how like the Medak pocket was like uh, affected after the war. So, like, I think so, like, how the, how the, how the village was, like, destroyed and, like, uh, basically no one lived there. It was, like, disintegrated. So, I chose continuity and change because uh, the Battle of the Medak Pocket and the Yugoslavian War was when, uh, was when this change destroyed the area. The area um, turned into an area when, uh, with a small number of people and ghost villages. Uh, the person telling the podcast, which is the historian, uh, tell, tells us the effect that the area of Medak pocket. So for continuity and change, my second evidence was um, um, like some changes that happened before the, ev- uh, before the events happened, changed the outcome of the battle. So the reason why I think you chose that is because there was a lot of different things that happened within the battle, and those were all turning points because of the decisions made by both sides. Um, I think you chose this because, um, as you said, some change. As you said, some changes that happened um, was before the battle even happened, and that changed the outcome of the whole war. Okay, so I think he chose this evidence for um, the change part and continuity and change as 
he said there were a lot of turning points, which meant a lot of things had changed. Um, the evidence that changed, uh, like the events that happened before, like changed the battle. So I actually chose this, chose this because, um, so some changes that happened before the events happen, happened and changed the outcome of the battle. And there were many points that changed the outcome. So the person that was telling the story, which is a historian, made sure he said this for us to know what, uh, why the battles or the conflicts happened in the first place. So I chose cause and consequence, and my evidence was the first attack. So by winter 1991, Serbian forces occupied large chunks of the southern Croatian territory when a ceasefire was agreed upon. And in 1993, the Croatian forces broke the ceasefire in a surprise offensive to recapture the, the territory they lost to Serbian forces in 1991. So Canadians then occupied large um, Serbian defensive positions from back in 1991, and almost immediately after entering this no-man's-land zone, um, the Canadians came under fire in, from Croatian forces, including mortar fire, machine guns, and rifle fire. Um, Tyrone Green, who was a lieutenant with the PPCL, said that their UN flags were on antennas that were tied down, but they thought that maybe they won't notice, so, that, so they let the antennas go up um, higher so that they could see, but then they received more fires. Um, and then they got a bigger flag, but they knew that Croatians knew that it was the UN, but they kept fi um, firing at them. Um, I, ch I think you chose this historical thinking concept because um, the UN war was the first uh, consequence that caused this whole uh, Medak pocket war. And um, so multiple consequences cause mul no multiple causes called mu cause multiple consequences and okay so i think she chose this evidence for cause and consequence because um the medec uh the battle of the medec pocket was a direct result of the previous wars that happened so um because the croatians um uh, okay because the Serbians had Croatian territory um, when the ceasefire was fight, uh, was agreed upon, they didn't get the territory back, so they had to win it back. And because of the Croatians wanting the territory back, a lot of people died. Uh, I think she chose cause and consequence is because in 1993, Croatians broke the ceasefire. And like the consequence was the Croatians were targeted uh, by all forces. I think she chose um, cause and consequence because since this was the first battle, it causes more uh, consequences in the future. The reason why I chose this evidence is because it shows a lot of the consequences that the Madak pocket had, um, like the battle. So obviously the main cause was after World War II, um, Yugoslavia changed a lot and became eight provincial um, republics under Marshal Yusuf Petito, I think that was his name. Um, and since Yugoslavia was already a multi-ethnic nation, Croatian and Serbians were larger ethnic groups in these republics. Um, so since independence was wanted by these republics, tension arose from um, because they wanted ethnic composition um, to become ethnically pure. So Croatians just wanted Croatians in one area. Um, once Canada and the United Nations became involved to relieve the tension, Croatia basically took that as a threat. Um, and this was one of the main consequences, consequences that came with the first attack because um, 
Canada was basically the backdrop of the Medak pocket since fighting was based off of murder. Um, and there was this peacekeeping myth that came into the battle and it was believed that peacekeeping was an effective solution to tense regions. Um, and Croatia had the expectation that other groups would bow down to Croatian dominance or leave. And so this basically meant that Croatia's goal was to completely wipe out Serbian culture um, through ethnic cleansing. And then they said that they will take action to either protect minority groups in certain regions um, to remove minority groups or um, groups from those um, new republics. Um, and then, um, so Lieutenant James ordered to interject themselves in front of the advancing Croatians um, in a small region around the town. Um, and then since they found a series of empty villages um, with destroyed houses and infrastructure, this is when they found out that Croatians were conducting some sort of campaign of terror. And that's why they kept shooting at UN. So once Croatia attacked Canada, they thought that Canada would back out. But because of the previous event, they knew that what, what um, Croatia was doing. So they basically um, fought back because they wanted to overpower them. And because of ethnic cleansing is why Canada became involved. So due to their attacks, Canada ba um, fired back and they basically won. And this shows how their only intention was um, peacekeeping and they only wanted it um, to end all of the pre uh, previous consequences of the battle so they could change. Um, my second evidence is um, the press conference. So due to Croatia's lack of commitment to the ceasefires agreement, Lieutenant Col Neil or Colleen, I don't know his name. Kelvin was fed up and decided a different approach was needed other than brute strength. So he gathered every reporter and held an impromptu press conference right um, at the cremation roadblock defending the Croatian front lines and the potential for negative public attention on Croatian actions um, in the public region shortly after Kelvin's press conference is when Croatia began their real withdrawal. So this, um, uh, the second evidence that you picked is related to cause and consequence because um, the first evidence you picked was the cause and the second evidence was consequence and that's because the first evidence was a war and the war uh, the war's consequence was the whole conference that you were talking about. As Jasmine said in the first evidence, um, uh, this is like. Uh, this conference is a consequence uh, after the first battle. Okay, so the reason why I chose the second evidence is because um, it ties in with the first one. Um, I, I explain all these different consequences that came in with the first attack, and the press conference was what happened after um, the first one. So it was basically the consequence after the first attack. Um, this proves that Croatia's attacks led to further action by Canada, um, so they can create peace within. Um, and this is where they brought in a lot of awareness for ethnic cleansing once Canada saw the damage um, when they went into the preoccupied zones. Because as of today, um, it is it is going like it has a lot of awareness to it, but again, it's still happening. Um, and after Croatia realized that they can't take over Canadian forces um, because Canadians fought back, um, they agreed to another ceasefire, but they did not respect it and they did not re um, withdraw before the deadline. And it was evident that Croatia did not want Canadians to advance beyond Serbian villages. Um, and it was showing that they wanted to continue to plan their secret attacks that they were um, placing before on Serbians. And um, 
they wanted to continue these in Serbian and Romanian villages. Um, so the press conference was basically the change that had happened in this whole battle because um, we could see that with the numbers and strategies that Canadians and the UN used, um, the press conference was a consequence to uh, Croatia's first attack and it made Croatians realize that they cannot continue these horrible ways and come to find out um, all the damage that they did was just another consequence. Um, and with because um, with the need of they need of ethnically pure republics, it shows that um, you know they want to continue to keep damaging these so that they can be like over they can be on top of everybody else. And the pro um, the press conference was the consequence since um, Croatia was not cooperating, and through all of the work Canada and the UN had to put in, um, they ended up describing their actions um, in which the Croatians did not want all the negativity on them. And so they, they basically created change because um, Croatia ended up withdrawing and Canada was allowed to proceed and see what they, all the damage they had done. My historical thinking concept is historical significance. Um, my first evidence is um, in the podcast, uh, the post said to this day, the Croatian government denies that the battle ever took place and claims no, no knowledge of the 27 Croatian casualties that were inflicted on the attacking Croatian forces. Okay, so I think he chose this evidence for our historical think uh, historical significance because um, his evidence was basically talking about how a lot of people died and that itself is already very significant. And the fact that we're still talking about it today means that it significant in our society today um uh he chose and thinks that he chose historical significance as um like 27 croats were like killed during like the battle and like they're also like wounded so that's why it like signifies um why it's important today I think that this is historical dif- significance uh, uh, because, and this is significant because uh, because 27, um, 27 people were killed and um, four were wounded. And this shows that uh, since this guy was talking about in the podcast and many people listen to the podcast, uh, it is still significant today. So the reason why I think he chose historical significance is because um, since it was hidden for a really long time, it shows how important it is now because information from all primary sources came out. Um, and this way, we we're able to understand what actually happened in the Medak pocket. And I didn't know about this before. So even after watching this podcast, it shows how it's not really talked about. This is a historical significance because as many as 27 were killed and four Canadians were wounded in this battle. This shows how much Canada did to try to stop this battle. Peacekeepers and the Croatian even agreed upon a ceasefire until the Croatian forces ended up breaking it. At this point, the United Nations and Nadeau both authorized and supported the development of peacekeepers into the region to stop the fighting so that peace settlement could be reached. Okay, so I think that he chose this evidence for historical significance because the fact that um, such large like world leaders like NATO and the UN had to 
send out peacekeepers that was that meant it was like a big event happening at that time and it meant something so Um, uh, it was significant as peacekeepers are really important and like, uh, they're, they're really important to this day. Um, I think that it's significant because, uh, peacekeeping, uh, influence the peacekeeper, the fate, peacekeepers influence how Canadian military, um, looked at post-traumatic stress disorder um so in the past the un and canadian peacekeeping missions were really big um so the reason why i think you picked um it as historically significant is because it was a crucial point of how missions were done in the past and then we could see how their legacy is still exists today because um, many of the world's nations are at peace um so basically I, ch I chose this evidence because the battle would change the face of peacekeeping this battle changed the face peacekeeping and influence and it, the peacekeeping influenced how the Canadian military approached the post-traumatic stress disorder. The violence of Medak raised question about peacekeeping. The government didn't want to answer, which means it's a uh, historical significance. Okay, so my historical thinking concept was cause and consequence and one of the evidence I used was in the summer of 1991, a war had started called the Third Balkan War, or the Yugoslavian War. By 1992, the United Nations and NATO had both authorized the deployment of peacekeepers to the region to stop the fighting. By the winter of 1991, Serbian forces had occupied large chunks of the southern Croatian territory when a ceasefire was agreed upon. In 1993, Croatians broke the ceasefire with a surprise attack to reclaim the lamb, land that they had lost to the Serbians. In the area, there were roughly four Serbian villages with four to five hundred Serbians living there. I think so. The cause was the war before and like the consequences were like all the dead bodies that were found. So I think why you chose cause and consequence or why that was your evidence is because um, the, the consequence was that many people died and the cause was the war that leaded people to die. <laughs> so the reason why I think you chose cause and consequence um, is because from the past battle, it, is, it was caused by ethnic cleansing, which created a lot more battles and then also the Balkan War. And then this led to many of the consequences like um, Croatia attacking the UN forces and also the, all the dead people, as well as the continuation of ethnic cleansing, which is a major consequence of what happened through the fighting. I think you chose that evidence for cause and consequence because the cause was the war itself and the consequence was them losing the war because so many Croatians died in that war. Okay, so the reason I chose this evidence was, um, so basically I chose it because the Battle of the Medak Pocket was a direct result of the Third Balkan War slash the Yugoslavian War. So the land that the Croatians were fighting to reclaim was the land that they lost to the Serbians before. So the French and Canadian soldiers were put in between the villages and the Croatian forces, and since 
the Croatians refused to stop firing upon seeing the UN flags, um, the Canadian and French uh, took normal action and fired back. So due to the Battle of the Medak Pocket, Canadian and French forces were found entire uh, found entire villages being empty. And there are a lot of dead bodies of men, women, elderly, and kids that were in graves in the forest. And because all 400 of the Serbian villages were empty, that means that there were 14 to 2,500 Serbians that died. Um, my second evidence was that during the crossfire, the Canadians tried to advance towards the Croatians and put up no noticeable UN flags to show that they were UN forces. But the Croatians kept firing. The reason that they did not stop firing was the UN in general response to the hostile action during the peacekeeping mission. Simply put, earlier that year, Croatian soldiers fired upon peacekeeping forces and held a power dam and water reservoir near Perchutai Lake. Instead of firing back, the forces were ordered to retreat. Eventually, instead of firing single rounds, they started using machine guns, and it became evident that it was not an accident, but an actual concentrated attempt to fire at the United Nations. So I think that she chose that evidence for cause and consequence because um, the cause was for the cause was the war and the consequence was the UN flag going up as well. I say the same thing as Zarif. So I think you chose this because in the past battle um, with the water reservoir, I think, um, is when the Canadians or the UN backed down and that's what they thought again this time. So um, yeah. in the first battle, that's why they attacked Canada and the UN thinking that they can get past them because they would retreat. But in the end, they didn't. And that was the whole consequence. Uh, the second evidence, I think you chose it because, um, the, as Zarif and Aryan said, the cause was the war and the consequence was the UN nation, uh, so like Canada and US raising their all flag. Okay, so the reason I chose this evidence was um, because the French and Canadians earlier actions, the Croatians assumed that the soldiers would back down. So as a result of the Croatians not backing down, French and Canadian soldiers had to endure a 15-hour gunfight, and eventually the Croatians realized they could not move the UN forces and agreed on a, um, on a ceasefire. Although it was not the only reason that the Croatians had backed down, it was a pretty significant reason. The soldiers' had, uh, previous actions and responses had cost them and resulted in more gunfire than would have happened if they established their dominance at the beginning of the mission. I chose historical significance, and David Boris talks about how Canadian peacekeepers with the United Nations traveled to the contested territories in Croatia in 1933 during the Civil War in formal Yugoslavia with instructions to enforce the Medak pocket ceasefire agreement between the Croatian army and the irregular forces of Serbia. The fight was going on for like more than 15 hours, killing 24 Croats and four Canadian soldiers were wounded. I think you chose historical significance because, um, so as you said, four Canadians risked their life 
uh, for the Medak pocket and um, and since we like we're talking about it in this podcast and I think it would be really significant. So the reason why I think you chose this is because of ethnic cleansing, which is the main reason why all these people died. Um, for like Canadians, they a lot of the peacekeepers died because they wanted to create peace from ethnic cleansing. So I think the main um, main evidence you should have or could have said was that it was ethnic cleansing because I feel like that was more significant because it still happens today. I think it was historically significant. Because, um, as you said, a lot of Canadians died and risked their life for this battle. And um, they had nothing to do with it either. Uh, they were just uh, peacekeepers. And that's why it happened. Okay, so as he said in the evidence, I think that the most historically significant part was the deaths. Like um, the previous two said. And um, I think that because although there weren't that many deaths compared to other battles and wars, um, having people die and, like, having this happen is still historically significant for us because of our role in peacekeeping missions. I chose historical significance as four Canadians risked their life to enforce the Medak pocket ceasefire agreement between the Croatian army and the irregular forces of Serbia. And um, my second evidence is that ethnic tension caused the war as Crow and Serb forces engaged in ethnic cleansing uh, campaigns aimed at removing or killing any residents of the two opposing sides. And two companies of Canadian soldiers were assigned to the dangerous rural areas and then to the Medak pocket. uh, It was a strategic salient or bludge along the front line between Serb and Croat forces. I think you chose uh, historical significance and uh, and I chose I think you chose that for your evidence because as you said, um, two companies of Canadian soldiers were assigned to like to like dangerous dangerous rural areas and they also risked their lives. So I think that um, they like that's really like an important piece so the reason why i think you chose historical significance for this is because um canada's involvement was really important back then in peacekeeping and it shows how they would risk whatever it takes to get to their main goal this is historically significant because um two companies of canadian soldiers which is like a lot of like high Canadian soldiers, like two companies were ruled to fight the uh, Yugoslavian war, the Medak pocket. Okay, so I agree with Jasleen, and I think he chose this evidence because um, back when we were, we had a big role in the UN as peacekeepers, and we were. I guess, like, known for it at that time. So um, the fact that we had not only one, but two groups going to this peacekeeping mission and risking their lives to help um, protect these people, I guess that's the most historical significant part. 
I chose historical significance as two companies of Canadian soldiers were assigned to the dangerous and rural areas and risked their lives.